0: The multi-faith Australian religious response to climate change seeks climate justice. So what? Welcome to Created to Reign, a podcast of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation, a non-profit ministry dedicated to educating the public and policymakers about biblical earth stewardship, economic development for the poor, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm Cal Beisner, and today I want to take a careful look at a religious group in Australia that's raising the alarm about climate change. ABC, that's ABC Radio News Australia, ran a piece October 7 titled, These Religious Leaders Say Climate Change is Impacting the Future of Religion. It shows a photo of Christian, Muslim, and Buddhist leaders outside Deputy Prime Minister Richard Marles' office in Victoria back in 2021. It never quite becomes clear just how climate change would impact the future of religion, but one certainly gets the impression that one of the chief ways is by furthering religious syncretism, the watering down, compromising, and intermixing of doctrinal distinctions in the name of cooperation with other religions. The article starts with the standard sort of claim quote, The world is in the midst of a climate change crisis, with the average temperature for oceans the highest on record, and extreme heat and rain recorded across the globe this year. Never mind that the UN IPCC, or Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which climate alarmists constantly hold up as the world's most authoritative body, never refers to climate change as a crisis or, for that matter, a catastrophe, an emergency, or an existential threat, in its scientific assessment reports. For that language, you have to go to the exaggerations by UN diplomats and other politicians, as well as leaders of various environmental activist organizations and the mainstream media. Anyone moderately informed about climate and weather knows instantly that reporter Zena Kamas, writing for Soul Search, a regular ABC feature, and to the extent that she's representing them, these religious leaders, knows little about either ocean temperature or extreme heat and rain. Have the oceans been warming? Yes, the upper 2,300 feet by about 1.5 degree Fahrenheit since 1900. But the vast majority of water in the oceans is significantly deeper than 2,300 feet. The average depth is about 12,000 feet, and below the upper 2,300 feet, indeed Below the upper hundred feet or so, warming is much slower. The deep, cold waters mix with the upper, warmer waters on scales so slow they're measured in millennia, not centuries. But the real laugher comes from her saying, quote, extreme heat and rain were recorded across the globe this year, unquote. Well, yes, they were. And they are every year, somewhere. So are extreme cold and drought. Every year, somewhere. And so our average heat and rain. Every year, somewhere. That's just the way it is with weather. But there has been no upward trend in any extreme weather events during the, quote, modern warm period, unquote. Not hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, droughts, heat waves, cold snaps. Nada. Oh, well, so much for picky details like facts. Let's hear what these religious leaders have to say. The report focuses on the multi-faith Australian Religious Response to Climate Change, or ARRCC, which says it, quotes, unites religious communities for climate justice, Before I get to a little critique of the idea these religious leaders embrace, let me detour for just a moment to inquire about how representative they might be of all religious leaders, let alone all followers, in Australia. There seem to be about a hundred religious leaders, quote-unquote, in the ARRCC, but there are 13,000 churches, 365 Buddhist temples, 430 mosques, 199 Hindu temples, and just for good measure, 30 Sikh Gurdwaras, that's Sikh temples. Even assuming just one clergy per congregation, that means there are 15,000 clergy of these various faiths in Australia. So, the hundred in the ARRCC make up just under 7% of all of them, and that assumes that all these, quote, religious leaders, unquote, are clergy. It appears many aren't. Okay, now let's move on to ideas. As I said, these people demand, quote, climate justice, unquote. But just what climate justice means is up for grabs, justice being a term in high demand lately. Justice demands racial reparations in California, people of today paying people of today for harms done by other people 170 years ago to still other people, though the people of today never did those things and and other people of today never suffered those things. Uh, Justice demands allowing members of previously aggrieved groups to steal from retail stores with impunity. Justice demands redistributing the world's wealth in the name of climate change, as former IPCC co-chairman Altmar Edenhofer has said. But at the very least, for the ARRCC, climate justice seems to require that religious people, quote, take action against climate change, unquote. I just don't see how a religion can remain relevant if it doesn't address the climate crisis, said Tejopala Rawls an ordained Buddhist involved in the ARRCC. Why? Because, of course, (laughs) the concept of universal love and kindness within Buddhism, requires it. Oh yes, I see. A must do B because love demands it. Uh, right. I hate to be a little crude here, but that's the standard line of teenaged boys with their teenage dates— I love you, and if you loved me, you'd let me." No. According to Romans 13:8 through10, love is not the violation of any of God's laws, including the laws against adultery and fornication, but the fulfillment of God's laws. So no, love doesn't demand everything somebody th- says it does. Certain details need careful attention, like, will this action really help, or will it hurt? Will it help some at greater loss to others? And of course, as long-time listeners to this podcast know, spending trillions of dollars to fight climate change by switching from abundant, reliable, affordable fossil fuels, which continue to provide over 80% of the world's energy, to diffuse unreliable, expensive wind and solar, will slow, stop, or reverse the conquest of poverty all around the world— all to prevent global warming that even the IPCC says would only reduce global gross domestic product per person by about 2.6% at the end of this century from a level that would already be nearly nine times what it is now. That doesn't seem very loving to me. What else do these religious leaders say? Well, Sarika Goringa, national director of Uniting World, the international aid agency of the Uniting Church in Australia, says climate change is redefining what it means to be a quote, good Christian, unquote. I guess the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Chalcedonian Creed, the Athanasian Creed, and the like aren't enough, not to mention the Bible and faith in Jesus Christ. Nonetheless, the report quotes Dr. Goringa, saying, quote, "...climate change throws up deep philosophical and existential questions. Some people are seeking answers to those questions from their religion. For example, there have been several significant natural disasters, including tropical cyclones, earthquakes, and severe weather storms in the Pacific region since 2014, all linked to climate change." She says Uniting World attempts to help people to find the answers they're looking for in the church, for example, through Bible studies. It's about helping people understand, she says, that while climate change isn't so much as God smiting you because you've done something wrong, but it is, in fact, a consequence of human behavior. Now, I've already pointed out that there's been no increase in the frequency or intensity of any extreme weather events during the modern warm period. In fact, some have decreased, like tropical cyclones. But how Dr. Goringa thinks earthquakes—earthquakes—are linked to climate change, I can't fathom. Nonetheless, supposedly good Christians are going to recognize somehow that these things are the consequence of unwise, even sinful, perhaps, human behavior. There is a tiny ray of light at the end of the ABC report, and it comes from Dr. Goringa. She says— We have faith in a God who doesn't give up, and out of the darkest night, God is that ray of light. There is no dark that cannot be penetrated by people who care for each other. Okay, true enough. But in the Bible, over and over, light is a metaphor for truth. Jesus says he is the true light that lightens the world. He says his followers are supposed to be the light of the world. He says he is the way, the truth, and the life and that no one comes to the Father but by him, which suggests that perhaps the Christians involved in the ARRCC should be evangelizing the Muslims, Buddhists, and other non-Christians. Somehow I doubt any of that is going on. These people, after all, think climate change is redefining what it means to be a good Christian. What we really see here is one of an ongoing series of instances of climate-alarmist politicians, activists, and even some scientists taking advantage of the gullibility and ignorance of self-professed religious leaders who blindly equate love of neighbor with spouting the climate-change-catastrophist narrative and embracing its every policy. Oh, for Christian leaders with the wisdom to recognize the deceptions and the courage to stand firm against them informing and fortifying Christian pastors and lay leaders with the truth about climate change, other environmental issues, and the conquest of poverty is the mission of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. You can help us by giving this program a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, sharing it through your social media and email, and making a tax deductible donation at cornwallalliance.org slash donate. Thanks for listening. Until next time, Stand up. Stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross.